My name is Megan. I won't tell you my last name, mostly because I hate the Family Guy references. Animorphs has helped me find friends throughout my entire life. I bonded with my oldest friend in middle school because of a love for Animorphs. Is anyone really surprised I have an Animorphs podcast? Minds at Yerk. I'm Melvin. My name is Melvin. I am also Melvin. I'm also Melvin. And I'm, you guessed it, Melvin. Hi, Melvin. Very, very important, important question for all of you. I've asked Tim this already so that he can have some breathing room. If every food is either. <laughs> the answer is potato. <laughs> Nope. If every food is either a sandwich or a salad, what is chicken pot pie? Oh, that's a salad. That's yeah. a salad for yeah. sure. Oh, y'all are it's so It's a salad wrong. with bread. Yeah. There's a bread top and a bread bottom. It no. is a sandwich. No. Chicken no, pot pie does not have a bottom. It's in a bowl. Chicken pot pie does have a bottom. You, you chicken put pot it in pie a pie crust, should right? not have a bottom, but a lot of people do put it in a pie crust, and those people are wrong. You know what you get when you do that? You get soggy bottoms. And you know mm-hmm. who is not okay with that? Mary Berry. It's I true. appreciate this because George Clooney. most people prior to me getting on this call said a sandwich. And I was like, you are in fact wrong. No. no. But enough people said it that I was starting to feel like I was being gaslit. No, that, you no, were, in wrong. fact, being gaslit. <laughs> yeah. That is a, 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 a reshaped Hot Pocket. Also, shout out to our friend Joe, who is likely going to murder me for this conversation. I have never seen him get so fired up so quickly. so mad at me. Well, Joe will have to step over our dead bodies, except Tim's, who will be gleefully laughing. Is this Joe that I know from TELUS? Yes, uh, not Joe. Uh, yes. Yeah. Joe, who is the most even kill person in the world, yes. is so mad at me about this conversation. Oh my God. So this is why I had to share it. All right. Um, how's everybody doing? Melvin. Hmm. So Melvin. It is It is a name. It is not a way of life. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wait until we're done with this book. It will be. Now, I, no. I, it will I, be I, racist and insufferable, but it will be a right way of life. I, I, I kept thinking of Bill and Ted's bogus journey every time somebody said Melvin, because that's pretty much the only time I've ever Same. heard this before. They really? Melvining death. I think I have a I'm cousin Melvin named death. Melvin. <laughs> Is he 76 years old? Because that's about the only appropriate age. Oh, no. I, I thought you were going to ask if he was a racist, homophobic, bastard asshole. No, and yes. I mean, we're in the South. I assumed that. <laughs> yeah. so. But how many face jugs does he own? <sighs> None, bitch. They're mine. <laughs> so for this episode, we... I kind of figured maybe the second half of this would be great. And we read book four of Humanomorphs. Air Morph One, ready for takeoff. It never took off, did it? <laughs> no, no. The, no. It had a, the engines were not functioning. Yeah, yeah. Not Tim. ready for takeoff. 
the glorious thing about this book is that there is no good read summary. Like, they just gave up. <laughs> there is one for the other five. This one, they were like, man, I don't fucking know what happens in here. And I just, good luck. So, Tim, can you tell us what happens in this book? I, I, oh, maybe. Here we go. Melvin wants to be president and loves Mount Rushmore. Melvin and pal Freddy go to the Nasarima dairy farm. Melvin sees dead animals by a lagoon on the farm. The two break into the dairy farm and very cautiously take a sample of lagoon water. They have the water tested at a local college by Dr. Cumberbatch. Dr. Cumberbatch freaks the F out because a lot of anthrax. They decide Melvin should contact the authorities and not the college professor, and it surprisingly doesn't go well. Then there's a ritual, and Melvin takes over the president's body, Yerk style. Cumber oh, yeah. ten. Cumber ten. Oh, no, I like Cumberbatch better. <laughs> um, I was sitting here being like, did I go glaze over this no, and not no, no, make no, a, no, a no. single? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's definitely Cumberbatch. Dr. Melvin Cumberbatch. Oh. Yeah, Dr. Melvin Cumberbatch. Yeah. Uh, Melvin takes over the president's body, Yerk style. Oh, yeah, it's raining real bad, which will cause flooding and spread the anthrax. President Melvin and Secretary of the Interior, Freddie, find out it was the president and a general named Burden who set up the anthrax plant. Melvin decides to shut it down and go to town and help. His science advisor, who is also Dr. Cumberbatch, comes with. General Burden becomes a specific burden when he tries to have Melvin killed. Melvin get- <laughs> the face Meg just made. <laughs> Melvin gets everyone out of there. Too Pres- sober for this. <laughs> President Melvin calls in the army and helps build a huge levee to save the town. President Melvin makes a great speech and probably gets a massive asshole reelected. But he doesn't care. He wants to give away free health care, which will be impossible in the economic system he just helped create. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then he tears down his Mount Rushmore poster. I... I want to do so many things, but I want to read into the record the first paragraph of this book. I gazed longingly at my poster of Mount Rushmore, sighed, grabbed my book bag, and headed out the door, moaning all the way. God, he's just so turnt by those big, hard rocks. That's I right. really learned so got- much about Mount Rushmore. <laughs> like... This whole book takes a whole different wild turn. Like, I read that paragraph, and it went away. And then <laughs> Alex just read it, and it went in a different way. <laughs> this this, this paragraph is our new Twitter header image, by the way. <laughs> yes. You're welcome. <laughs> so I will say that this was the perfect week for me to read this book um, with all of its good good undertones and also have call me by your name stuck in my fucking head that's fair and just start putting melvin in there in random places <laughs> melvin is definitely not a melvin fan. when you want melvin when you need no <laughs> there's already a song what ass melvin that the trend has become no 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 gray's anatomy and i cannot remember the actual lyrics or the title of the song to Google the actual lyrics. <laughs> I don't need another song transformed in my head. Anyway, you Melvin. Got the moves like Melvin. 
Has anybody been to Mount Rushmore? Nope. No. Well, Melvin's been there six times. Because <laughs> he's an annoying little fuck. You find and out because... later that he doesn't just have a poster of Mount Rushmore in his room. His room is covered in posters of presidents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also, he no also thinks it takes literally years to get to Disney. I appreciated that. Like, that is a vibe. I appreciated that only because yesterday is the day that uh, Plucky Duck's map would have gotten... Uh, uh, not Porky Pig. Hampton J. Pig's family to Happy Joy World or whatever it was called in Tiny Toons, How I Spent My Summer Vacation. Okay, fucking deep cuts there. Buddy. I was yeah. about to say. The internet was all over this. Uh, okay. okay. So but Alex just had his his countdown timer going. Since I was few years. since I was ten years old, I have been counting down this day. Um, this book is dedicated, quote, for Barb, again, with love. <laughs> Does anyone see the problem with this? Again? Yeah. Again? Book one, for Brian. <laughs> book two, to Travis and Gail, with love. Book three, to the real Amanda, Kelly, and Maria, for allowing their names to be used in such an unpleasant manner. Either... He hasn't thanked Barb before and doesn't realize it. Or he only loves Barb and uh, Travis and Gail and Brian, Maria, Amanda, and Kelly can all just go get fucked. They can suck <laughs> it. Yeah. There's a good chance that number six is dedicated to Barb. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> of course Because number six is. was oh probably number one. I was going to say, I'm not convinced that these are actually in the order that they were supposed to be in. No. I am uh, actually more convinced that Tim is right, that the first two books were already sitting in a drawer as manuscripts, because not only did the last book do the whole uh, Humanomorphs thing, this one very ham-fistedly fits in, I suppose I ought to introduce myself. Yes. My name is Melvin. I'm not going to tell you my last name because right. then some people would read this book and make fun of me. Well, Melvin, okay. not knowing your last name, not going to stop us. Not stopping <laughs> it. No. Okay. To be fair, like, I was like, okay, that's kind of a nice nod. Like, I appreciate that. You live in a small town. I get it. Like, that, you can't shake that persona. And then he's like, but everybody in my town's name, Melvin, including his uncle, which means that there is likely another Melvin with his last name. Yeah. In this town. Also, how many of these other Melvins are 12 years old with a best friend named Freddie? And an uncle named Melvin. Well, that is probably high. A lot that, of them probably, probably have high. uncles named Melvin. And fathers yeah. named yeah. Melvin. And goldfish named Melvin. Mm. Golden Retrievers named Melvin. I picked up this book and read the back. And it was like anthrax. And I was like, cool. <laughs> tell me when this book was written without telling me when this book was written. Because like... Okay, that is the most early aughts thing I think I've ever heard of, is, like, anthrax. But I don't think this book was written in 2000, guys. Yeah, I don't. I just don't. No. So this was a premonition of anthrax being such a big fucking deal. But still manages to tap into some Middle Eastern xenophobia. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, definitely. Like, it gets racism toward Native Americans... And Middle Eastern xenophobia in a very, like, 1997-98 vintage. Yeah. So, 
say yes <laughs> if the point at which you almost put this book down was on page two. Yes. Yeah, when he said, because I'm going to be president sooner or later, presidents don't need to know science. That was it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. It was very I timely. knew this was coming. Yeah. I knew this was coming because Alex, like, had a fit. You bastard. But, counterpoints, presidents don't need to know science. They need to trust their their advisors that I know mean, science. they should probably know a little bit of science. <laughs> like, a little, oh. like. The base amount of science that you need um, to know to be a human being who yeah. is in that much power. You, you need you to should know probably enough know that level of science. Understand your advisors. And also, I'm going to yeah. argue a major problem in this country, in particular in this 2021 common era, is that too many old ass politicians don't know their internet mm. from their asshole. Also, economics, that's a science, my dude. And do not come at me. With these, there were no scientist presidents because do you know how many early presidents were agriculturists? Mm-hmm. Those were fucking scientists, my dude. My dude. I mean, the way that this guy like embodies the persona of like Donald Trump. Oh no, no! Like at first, I was like, is he autistic? Because the way that he is obsessive about presidents is is that. Is kind of like a telltale sign. Um, the thing is, though, it is his entire personality. Like, all I could think of was vegans the whole time. <laughs> I was like, you talk about presidents the way that vegans talk about being vegan. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's, anybody it's, who's listening and is also a vegan, fuck you. <laughs> That's the best comparison any human has ever made. I just like. It's the perfect description. It was like, I, I, there was like a scene when he's in the scientist's office that his mind, like the process was simply like, this is what presidents do. I'm just going to cut you off for a second. It was like. Yeah. What? <laughs> you are a child. And then he gets bored for two weeks. He's like, fuck this. I don't want responsibility anymore. <laughs> uh, this is work. God. I feel like when he walks into like the living room, his parents go, ugh. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. know, like, we're going to bed. We'll see you in the morning. Normally, we had to start this podcast because I was about to go on this rant that you have now started. But this kid is in the body of a president for like, a couple days minimum. Yeah. Do his parents like? Are they not looking for <laughs> this? Is, this or is, <laughs> are the three of them sitting in his bedroom, and his parents are just like, "Yeah, whatever." At least you're safe. No, here's no, no. here's what happens. The president goes into Melvin's body. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yep. And his parents no, are convinced this is an improvement. Yeah. You <laughs> cannot have that. Because the moment the president enters this town to start helping to build the levee, that kid would have run out and been like, bitch, you are in my body. And would anyone have listened to this, Melvin? Of course not. But if you saw some your body and you're like, I don't know how I have suddenly become 12 years old again. I really don't want to go through puberty again. For the love of God, please get me out. Maybe what took Freddie so long was that he was tying Melvin's body up. <laughs> With the president in it, in a fucking basement somewhere. This is also the first book where I have uh, been like, oh, I can see why his parents don't give a fuck where he is at fucking 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Hold on. I think this book would have been a lot better 
if the president had gone into Melvin's body and then there'd been like this whole like home alone battle between child president and <laughs> and grown up Melvin like uh, that might have been way more interesting to me here's another theory i think his parents we're just really busy doing hand stuff and didn't notice. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you the creepiest. Hold on, where is it? And I'm oh, I've so got mad it. at you. It's true because there's no way they're going to ever go beyond hand stuff again after what they did. <laughs> I quote. Oh, he's definitely an only child. You are correct. Out of the tote bag. Out of the tote bag. Freddie took out two pairs of rubber gloves. We had taken <laughs> them from so the angry. kitchen under my parents' kitchen sink a good place for the kitchen sink to be the kitchen my mom wore them to wash dishes because my dad said they kept her hands soft i didn't get why that made any difference to him but my dad is weird that way and when it was my dad's turn to do the dishes he wore them also mom said she liked his hands soft too uh i feel like i'm surprised yeah i'd be surprised if he's even allowed to have hand stuff I'd imagine she screamed to put that cursed thing away. <laughs> what you already created. It might get somewhere it shouldn't be. This child is broken. We have fucked up. <laughs> there is no going back. It is over. We have ruined him. You know that they're like, if he asks to go one more time to Mount Rushmore, we're just fucking leaving him there. Yeah. Just like, there was, there was another. Leave the food related... in his backpack and go. They, it, apparently, hand stuff is like. This author is that's that's the sort of top tier, like as dirty as you can get. Well, that's the, the most he's ever gotten. <laughs> Cumber Cumberbatch makes a comment about how they were uh, uh, in in the room holding hands, and Mattingly is like, <gasps> "What? Oh, yeah, what have you just like, said? Die at that! <laughs> how dare you touch a woman?" Yes. So, are we going to address this stuff oh. in any kind of order? Or are we just throwing out tonight? I don't know. And I'm, that's not a judgment. <laughs> I'm not judging anybody. I just, I just desperately want to talk about that that doctor or the the scientist lady who, where was she? Where where did they find her at? I might have stroked out at that point. I don't remember how, where she was at. <laughs> she was at the local college. Okay, yeah, lo- at lo- the local college. But she is an advisor to the president of the United States. That is a whole fucking question. And, re- and didn't ever mention that prior to what? storming I, into the Oval Office. But also, I, I think that Freddie, the way I read it was that Freddie hired her, I don't uh, know, like 30 minutes ago. That may be true. Yeah, that, that was how I sort of took that. Was, But also, this is a woman who presumably has up to a PhD. Like, we're assuming yeah. that her actual doctor is a legit doctorate. Yeah. And she just found out that the town has, like, an anthrax pool. Mm-hmm. And she's looking at the 12-year-old being like, what do we do? Yeah. She'd call the mayor. The fact that My she, God. like, even told the kids that it's anthrax was kind of shocking. And or didn't call their parents and have them take them immediately to a hospital and <laughs> yeah. quarantine them? Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or the fact that she's like, what do we do? Oh, we need to call the authorities. Oh, okay, Melvin, you got this one, right? But, counterpoint, she is a professor at a college in a town that the whole town fits inside (laughs) the high school gym. So, You still call the CDC. But, okay, I gotta believe that if she has the credentials to be, to be in any capacity, um, you know, involved with, with the president of the United States, right, as an advisor, 
And she has, you know, a lot. She's probably has her choice of jobs that she wants. Why she's at a community college in the middle of nowhere. Although the way she, I mean, the fact that she immediately wants to team up with two 12 year olds, um, maybe is part of the problem. I mean, maybe yeah. why she's there. I guess. I don't know. I kind of feel like this would be me as a teacher. It'd be like, yeah, bud. All right. You think you found anthrax? Cool. Let's go explore. Yeah. I'm bored I, today. I don't want to do my paperwork. I also love how the mayor knows that they're making anthrax <sighs> there. And they call and say, hey, look, there's anthrax. And he's like, nah, shut up, kid. Everybody do you want me to raise your taxes? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this book, in some twisted way, like, had some... I was sitting here being like, man, if I read this at like 10 years old, I would have learned some stuff. I would have learned like what anthrax is. You would have learned learned the different parts of our government. I would have kind of learned not to trust our government maybe. It's just handled so poorly. You would have learned what rivers the Elkhorn empties out into. (laughs) As someone who lived on the Mississippi, I know that entire chain. You're good. So am I the only one that was like, oh, it's going to go to the Mississippi. We get our water from Alatoona. We're good. We're good. (laughs) I'm good. No, I went, oh, that's my family. No, it's mine too, (laughs) and I don't care. (laughs) What? I think they just repeated that several times because it took up like an entire page. Yes. Oh, no. Okay. This was the rant that I had that I was like, I have to stop talking while reading this. There is a page dedicated to how big a fucking table is. This is 121 pages. (laughs) It took 70 pages before we quote unquote morphed. I don't need an entire page of how big a table is. This is not, I think my response was, this is not Victor Hugo. This is not the Count of Monte Cristo. He is not eating the grape. I don't care. (laughs) Continue the story. Uh, Hold on. We, we, We glazed over that whole quote unquote morph. Thing. Yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll wait. I'll sit on it. So, uh, no, we can start that. Uh, yeah. I okay. Book one, not morphing. Book two, not morphing. Book three, we got it figured out. Morphing. All right, we nailed. Book four, nope, not morphing again. Not only Literally not morphing. Lost our understanding. <laughs> Racism. <laughs> I won't make that argument. Racist, not morphing. Book two might be morphing. He did turn into a god. That's not morphing. I don't know. Poseidon was living in a seashell and he came out and gave him some magic powers for the day. I don't Yeah. Animorphs said they fucking got the powers from an alien. Uh, yeah, but nobody says, you know, when Loki changes his okay. appearance that he's morphing. Loki is not a good example, Tim. Billy Batson. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't morph. Does Billy Batson morph when he becomes Shazam? No. Powers of seven gods. Yeah, no, no, it's not morphing. It's different. Then what is it? Yeah, what is it? Transforming. Yeah, transforming is a better word. No, transforming is when you turn into a robot to a dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) She's got that. She's right. I'm sorry. She's right. You cannot fight this. Those are called called Dinobots, and I would appreciate it if you'd use that correctly. (laughs) You are correct. I am so sorry. Transformers turn from cars, and they don't suddenly gain, like, that car... All those pieces are still all there in Transformers. He doesn't, like, magically grow an arm. It's already in there. He doesn't transform like into that. Shazam. In this little motion. How do you know that That's how it Shazam is. lives inside of Billy Batson? 
I don't disagree with that, but he also doesn't. I disagree okay. with that. Does he live inside of him? It's really, it's, I have it's no probably idea. fundamentally I, wrong. I don't like but never actually read Shazam. <laughs> that tiny little Shazam living inside that boy? No. I don't understand what you're saying. No. No. What, what Tim tiny, is describing now is Shazam a, is my new band. <clears throat> what Tim is describing now is a firestorm situation. Yes. Where an old yes. professor lives in a young college athlete. Yes. My point being. I've seen that. Is he the same size as the athlete, or is he like tiny? <laughs> kind of, he can move around uh, the cabin freely. Wait, now you're 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 getting close to an inner space situation. Okay. Disembodied head. <laughs> so I would make the argument that book two is some kind of morphine. This is very clearly not. He is not president of the United States. In no, this child... is possession. He possesses him. Like, he's a demon, and we believe that. I'm really bummed. I like truly expected the presidents off of Mount Rushmore, like you know George Washington, to suddenly come out and be like, "Hey, that's anthrax," and everybody, what the fuck? He possesses this impersonator is so good. He possesses the head of George Washington on yeah. Mount Rushmore, yes. and fights oh. kaiju. That's such a better story. Oh my god, he, like, I would read the fuck out of up. this. Yeah. He stands up out of the mountain, and he's got a full mountain body, and he, oh, I would read that. Rushmoreic rim. So does that mean that, okay, so are the presidents, all their bodies underground, or are they folded in like they're sitting on their No, they're transformers. They're They're transformers. All the pieces are there. It's just folded up, just like it would in a... (laughs) Yeah. It's just... They don't... They don't transfer their mass to Z-space. Otherwise, they'd be morphing. So when in this book was the first time, if you were a terrible human being who um, is just a horrible thing, uh, when was the first time in this book that you wished that he would get anthrax and die? By when he was moaning on page one. (laughs) (laughs) When he said that studying science gives you zits. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, that was just... Yeah. I mean, I was good at science, but hated science. No, and had I had no zits. Thank you very it. much, asshole Melvin. <laughs> I, I think it's the point when he makes the terrible president look like a good president and then just goes away. Wow, that's really like, far. Yeah. Holy not, crap. Not, well, I didn't want the kid to die. Oh, it's when he wants his head. No, I said, now if, I I said if you were terrible. Yeah. Oh, if I was terrible. Sorry, Alex. So, For me, it's when he wants his head on Mount Rushmore. Ah, uh, okay. Um... Page two. It's it's still page two. Yeah. Now I'm not gonna lie. Like, as as the world is right now, do I want my head on Mount Rushmore? No. If I could have a giant kaiju body, that might change my, yeah. my answer. Yeah, I feel that. Tim, what bargains would you not make to have a giant kaiju body? <laughs> I don't know. That's <sighs> in other words, that's a tough one. Tim, what would you do for a kaiju bod? <laughs> Actually, I'm curious. So, if you could, if you could have the body of a kaiju, but you still had to have your same face and at the same size. Oh no! Is this a Hitler neck situation? <laughs> yeah. I could have yelled about that shit for so long. Why did I end up with this book? <laughs> so mad. Also, um, I feel like no, we're you know dangerously what? close to dinosaur Neil from the Tick. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, kaiju body, regular head. Yep, still would take it. Wait, is your is your your head is the size of your head, but the kaiju body is yes. kaiju sized? Yes, that is that is correct. Yes, and I'm assuming yes. we're doing like the kaiju scale, uh, purest in origin, right? You guys don't oh. know the kaiju scale? I was about to say somebody's a big nerd. Oh, 
All right, I'm yeah. just I'm just yeah. gonna go read my out out nerded us there. <laughs> that's that's the most silent this podcast has ever gotten. I, I could have named all the Dinobots, but I chose not to. I can so, name. So you are perfect, smarter than me, sir. What, what she's talking about is perfectly fine and acceptable. <laughs> and I, I have her back. I would I mean, make I would make it as far as Grimlock, and then that's the end of that. So. I have this thing. I just have to have your guys' opinion on this part of the book where he he turns into the president and then he finds out that this whole thing was his idea. Okay. And the president's idea was to do this whole anthrax thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And he signed off on everything. He even gave it the code name. And so then he morphs or whatever he does, transforms or whatever we decided into the president. Melvin does and takes over his body and then reverses everything. Uh, and then goes and helps the town and everything's really happy and everything. But what happens when he goes back and the president's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like everything oh, he had just no. done has been reversed. So can't he, wouldn't he just. It, it's a, it's a gradual change back because they said his approval ratings went up in the two days. So he's just going to ride that wave out and then yeah. eventually change everything I, back. I think oh, yeah, the definitely. key detail here is the press conference Melvin holds in which not a single person in the crowd objects to the president having started this whole brouhaha in the first place yeah and just gives him way too much credit for not poisoning the entire mississippi river right but does the actual president remember these like three days or is it just i would assume not i assume that he said that being like i did what he he had a blast he was in a 12 year old body like riding a skateboard all the time and playing video games (laughs) telling adults to eat his shorts Also, did did y'all catch the? <laughs> yeah. So rude, oh, yeah. so rude, dog. Did y'all catch the uh, the Nasarima thing? How long did it take you to figure out that was American backwards? Like, like immediately. It was like, like immediately, immediately, right? Oh. And then later oh. in the book, they're like, "Yeah, only like people with childlike minds would figure this out." And Fuck I was like, you. "Yeah." I, I figured it out when they told me. <laughs> which I'm ashamed now. I'm ashamed now after you guys just said this. But but now that we bring this up, Tim, <laughs> yes. Tim, yes. I am going to do the unthinkable and the unconscionable, and I'm going to make this your favorite book. Oh, I thought God. you were going to say you were going to reread it. <laughs> oh, I was God. about to take my headphones off, but now I will wait. Tim. Yes. I would like to introduce you in this moment to the very high chance that there is, in fact, a Dark Leaper. That's what you said at the time, sir. Mattingly replied. You said it was the perfect code, because adults never think like kids, so no adult in the world would ever figure it out. There was another kid who leapt into the president and opened the anthrax plant. He is the Dark Leaper. Uh, uh, Why do you insist on trying to make these books better? No, that is better. I know. Why are we trying to do that? But this it's book too is late. Shit. It's too late. It's been published. <laughs> it's been published. It is no, bad. It but is... if because was... I want Tim to write so much fanfic about it, I could write this book good. You <laughs> could just that little that little bit. Could you buy? Yes, that statement is false. Because okay, we, we, we are actually going to make I could tight. write this book good shirt. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Oh, you fucking must. I can't grammar, but but me write good. 
Oh, no. I, I really love that idea of a Dark Leaper, though. But if this book was a, a little bit longer, and you cut out a bunch of the bad stuff, and you, you add the Dark Leaper in at the end, and there's a confrontation, I'm in. I'm sold. So roughly around 2000, I would have been 12. I didn't pay attention to the news and shit. But if someone started, like, shooting this much at the president, could he have actually been able to get to Air Force One and no. out of Washington, D.C.? Because I feel like in 2021, the answer is absolutely not. Everything would have shut down. The entire world would have shut down. Um, yeah, we haven't gotten to the military coup d'etat yet, have we? <laughs> no. no. I, I would like to take a moment and just celebrate my specific burden joke because I was really proud of that one. When it I was, it. it was very good. Too. Um, but mm. the, I, the first, first thing name. that I thought, the first thing that I thought was they said that the glass shattered, and I was like, "He's the president. That is bulletproof." And then the next sentence was Thank like, you. "They must have switched limos on us." Oh. It like, took me a minute reading this because I thought they were taking a helicopter to Nebraska and my aviation <laughs> mind was like, no, you're fucking not. But I, I love the fact that <clears throat> Burden really got shit done, though. Like, he even got... <laughs> he even he's got, a master planner. Oh, my God, he's the Dark oh. Leaper. He got, he, he got the little flags moved to the fake limousine and he did it in, like, oh, a no-time flag. That's so hard. Yeah. He moved I, the little flags. I would, I he sabotaged the helicopter. Now, Air Force One, that he left alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, because there was no way he was getting to Air Force One in time. No. It also, it would have actually been too much to have anthrax and a plane explosion in <laughs> one book this close to. That's true. In my rewrite, both will happen. And you know what else? In my rewrite, the plane will actually take off. Instead yeah, of it just for- magically being in the air. So that the title matches. Now, let's be honest, Tim. The title doesn't say it takes off. It says it's ready for takeoff, which mm. is true. It's just... It also is an Air Force One, guys. Like, no, none of this I, is legit. I love the idea of, like, like the way Cars, the movie, had little faces on the cars. There's Air Force One just sitting there, like, doo-doo-doo, like, twiddling his little thumbs, just like, I'm ready for takeoff, guys. Just whenever you're ready, I'm here. Let's go. That's the that's the the uh, post credit scene. It's just the <laughs> Air Force One's the, the the pilots just standing out there on the on the stairs, going, "What the hell? Where is everybody? <laughs> I'm ready." And then that's it. He's just sitting there bopping, singing, "Call me by Melvin." <laughs> you watch this two hour trash fire of a movie, and then you get to that post credit scene, and you're like, "Well, that was all right. All right, it's worth it. Yeah, I kind of made it worth it." I'm still stuck on the doctor just kind of going to their house and hanging out. And where's the parents at that point when there's a grown ass woman <laughs> hanging out with two 12 year old boys in their bedroom? Yeah. Maybe well, it's that not point really the doctor. Maybe like this woman and the guy who was the secretary like take turns pretending to be the doctor while the doctor is off doing super serious shit for mm. the president. So really, it's not like a 40-year-old woman. It's like an 18-year-old child. <laughs> I don't know if that makes it better. And they think that it's an old woman because, yes. you well, know, they're 18 and that's so old. The lines of like, back in 1979, that was so long ago. And I was like, ah, I now feel this because this is how people talk about the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And 
I was born in the 70s, so it <laughs> makes me feel like dust. <laughs> so so y'all, my y'all know the alcohol thing, right? But were anybody it, it, born before 2000? Oh, yeah. If you have a one in yes, your birth date or your birth year, yeah. they don't even need to look. They're like, oh, that's, that's fine. hurtful. the one. It is so hurtful. <laughs> it is so <laughs> hurtful. I am shocked that we have not talked about this cover yet. I thought it would come up during the we're not really morphing part. Because, one, I, he is like half faded ghosted we, on yeah, we, this cover. Because it's astral projection. That is what my theory is. We it's talked about how he was morphing like... last week. Remember how in the third step he got he finally gets the suit. Yeah, he's 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 getting more formal as he morphs. Yeah, he is more formal as he morphs. That is so bad. Actually, just for that reason and that reason alone, if I walk through a store and I find a poster of this cover, I'm buying it and oh. I'm hanging it up in my house. His middle torso. I'm sorry. You think that there were posters made? No, Tim will if, make them. If I, yeah, probably. <laughs> next, <laughs> next thing, next email he gets from VistaPrint being like, "This is <laughs> something." No, it's we're uh, all going to have posters. posters. Sticker mule. Oh, yeah. I get VistaPrint. Yeah, uh, the Earth is Our stickers will be here in a couple of days. <laughs> I like this purple and orange combination, though. The middle of Melvin's torso is only barely wider than the president's arm. Well, the president is two-dimensional, remember? He's completely flat. <laughs> no, you're wrong. Yeah. There's no you're depth. Wrong. Yeah. You're wrong, Alex. His torso, the middle torso goes from child arm to Solar plexus. the breast ch- pocket of old dude. Old dude. <laughs> That's not a very well fitted jacket. And his arm is very small. Like there's Yeah, he's he's not a well dressed president. He's not. He looks, he looks like a homeless he's person. What's wrong with his shoulders? He brought some some of those sandbags with him. <laughs> Carrying a sandbag on both arms is why his shoulders are sloped like that. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that like there's a general that's like it's really good to see a president out here getting, you know, down in the dirt. I'm sorry. It's anthrax, guys. It's not like it's not just flooding. It's anthrax. Like I understand that this is his fault, and like, yeah, we need to do a good thing. But also, anthrax is deadly. Yeah. Also, that general was an absolute kiss ass. Oh, I'm so sorry about Burden and his coup d'état. We're not all like that. <laughs> I wink. just like wink, wink. So buddy. I can only think of general criminal minds where. Sure. Spencer Reed, like, inhales anthrax and, like, how devastating that episode was. And, like, these guys are like, oh, yeah, there's anthrax in the water? Cool. We got this. All I can think about is 2001 when the White House got letters with anthrax in it. Or white powder that people were afraid was anthrax. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Did you catch the Kiss-Ass General's name? I just called him Kiss-Assinger. Uh, his yes. his name is his name is General Wright, he's and right. all I could think of was like, yeah, he's like, oh, he met Mister Wright. <laughs> nah, nah. Oh, yeah. These names are like worthy of being characters right out of Harry Potter. At least, yeah. I mean, like, I stopped when they described 
General Burden as Peggy faced and was like, Damn, Peggy faced, they just the same Peggy face. <laughs> I know. I was like, what the fuck? And then it was like, he's the bad guy. And it was like, well, no shit. <laughs> you said I Piggy too would face. be angry if this is what you keep calling me. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what they called the kid from Lord of the Flies? Piggy? Uh, Piggy. Oh, they, oh, Piggy. Okay, that's where I thought of it. So, what is the worst book everyone here has ever read, and does this unseat it? Oh, Handbook for Mortals and No. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. No, that's, no, that's so bad. I don't I've read, read that book twice. Oh. Okay, okay, oh, here we go. Oh, I can tell Tim's. Oh, what what is Tim's? Because Tim was about to give you a whole bunch of credit and say that I don't read bad books because I only read books suggested by Megan. You're right. You're right. Any book I suggest, great book. Any book yeah. Tim suggests. Oh, oh, I know where we're going. I know where we're going. Oh. Contact by Carl Sager. How oh. did I know that was Because <laughs> <laughs> he made me read it for a podcast. So On the other hand, The Diviners was really good. Diviners was so good. <laughs> I stopped. I am so close to the end of the second book of that to read this. <laughs> At least you have a palate cleanser. This is true. Chris, do you have one? I don't know. I don't. Uh, this is why I don't read. Because <laughs> now I don't know. I, these are pretty terrible. These are like right. These are like the worst books I've ever read. Honestly, um, Chris, do I need to start recommending books to you too? What's that? Do I need to start recommending books to you? Maybe. Too? I just don't have time to read is Dude, the problem right now. I'm not have like, time. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like cement this as Megan being the best book recommender ever. Because she has never met my father. But she <laughs> has just true. like thrown books at me to take to my dad. And my dad will be like, wow, these are amazing. These are great. These are exactly what I was looking for. And I'm like, I'll, I don't even think she knows him, like his name. I do. He's just, oh, okay, I was about to say, he's just dad. And Tim just, doesn't. He'll know. like this one. Yeah. Tim is hoping you'll remind him. <laughs> Father's like, Day is coming up in a couple Tim, months. Tim's dad's name is easy because there's a baseball player that has the same name. Oh, yeah, name, that's right. That's is, right. This is how I know yeah. Tim's oh. dad's name. So, but I mean, like, so the, the last one we read with the caution contents of this book, maybe hazardous to your health book, that one was pretty bad. But this I one, I, I, I actively <laughs> thought a couple times while I was reading this that I'm going to just tell them I'm busy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Because I can't I, go, I yeah. cannot go any further. I legit was like, I think I'm going to try to pull this off without actually reading it. And then I remembered that I actually had to host it. So I was like, okay, I can't do that. I legitimately think the mutual fear of nobody showing up is the only reason any of us showed up. <laughs> yeah. It is awful. And I'm, I'm sorry because I feel like I would, this was all my great idea. No. No, it was wonderful. These episodes are a delight to record. We will have to have you on for something good, though, at some point. (laughs) I don't know. I'm really enjoying myself, actually. I read the books just so we can do this. This makes Uh, me. This has really eliminated doom scrolling, by the way, for me. (laughs) Yeah, Alex, what is the worst book you've read? Yeah. Uh, I tweeted about this last night because I was really thinking this might be the worst thing I've ever read. Then I remembered no. My freshman year of high school. We had to read a book called The Education of Little Tree, written by a leader in the KKK and uh, founder of the Alabama chapter of some other white power organization who was a segregationist, lost election for the governor of Alabama, in which he 
when he originally published this in the 70s, published it under a fake first name and claimed that it was his memoir of his time as the child of a white woman and a Native American man. This was debunked when he went on national television and was recognized by other Alabama politicians and still swore, nope, I'm not that guy on TV with the same last name. It was bad. It was so bad. It was so racist. It was suck the snake venom out bad. Why why was that assigned to you guys, though? I mean, (laughs) all I I can read running with the horsemen, so like. I, th- I, I think that's that. everybody's can... first question. <laughs> All I can tell you is apparently in the late 80s and early 90s, which I would have read this in 2001, so Georgia education system really caught up with the times. Uh, in the late 80s and early 90s, this book had a resurgence when it was republished as fiction because this asshole also wrote the book The Outlaw Josie Wells was based on. I am coming to realize that I have blocked like 90% of what I read in high school out. I read some real shit. That was hands down, though, the worst. I mean, we read like Camus, (laughs) you know? I read that, too, in the same goddamn class. (laughs) We read Run with the Horseman, which I actually didn't read um, because I was very much someone who was like, I read enough. You can assign me books all you want. I'm not going to read your shit. But I remember that, like, news com- like the news had to come to our school because our school had just opened. And this was assigned to the freshmen. And, like, there was a masturbation scene, either, like, while he was next to a horse or somehow involving horse. Again, didn't read this book. Very accurate. And the comment from our principal at the time, almost said president, um, <laughs> was that I've read the book. This is a lot of, like, what I did as a teen. And I still giggle about that. Like, I'm so, <laughs> like, are you sure you read this book? Yeah. Are you sure you're admitting to some shit right now? So, like, my poor, poor best friend from high school, who I don't know if he's still listening to this. I haven't gotten texts in a while, actually. Um, occasionally, about once every, like, year and a half, I'm like, what was that book we read in high school? So he thankfully remembers <laughs> these things for me. I actually made it all the way till my senior year reading everything. It was Madame Bovary that broke that streak. Really? Yeah. Uh, I was the polar opposite. I might have read two things that I was assigned in high school. I read Otherwise, everything. Otherwise, I read no. maybe half. I read everything. Uh, when I was doing my my certification and everything for teaching, because I, I was going to do, I was going to teach young children, like elementary school children. Can you imagine? No. Yeah. Can can you fucking imagine? Yeah. No. Yeah. It, I did. Like they would have loved you. Oh, you would have no. been great at it. No, 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 no. Because I'm that. You go sit in the fucking corner. Right <laughs> I'm that. No, I did two weeks, and I was like, this is fucking not for me. Absolutely not. First kid shit his pants, and I was like, no, okay, sir. Fair. Thank you. Oh my god. It's fucking terrible. Sitting in Miss Jenna's class, wondering why she has a jug that's staring at me on her desk. Oh, and I that, would. I would have that... absolutely brought those fucking things. I mean, like, it is watching you, and if you get off of green, it's coming for you tonight. The while problem you fucking is, sleep. Those drugs would cause the pants shitting, and geopantsing had not been invented yet. Oh. 
Look, this is. Can I give you all some TMI? About oh. how to use the geopantsing app today. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wish this was a thing right now because I'm about to break into my work stash. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> I love how you just raised your glass <laughs> to the camera. <laughs> also, for Somebody the record, it is a cactus. Yeah. <laughs> I think geopansing would be a huge hit. <laughs> I really do, too. Especially, uh, really if, do. even if I was just the only customer, that's fine. Well, yeah, because it's, it's super funny until it's not. <laughs> I don't know. It was that's, still pretty funny. <laughs> that's actually the slogan. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and Tim and I decided Sounds really that hilarious Necro- until it doesn't. Tim and I decided that Necropancy is actually the sister service to it. Uh, the people who come and and pick up the pants and clean them for you and bring yes. them back to life. Yes, that's Necropancy. That's Necropancy, yeah. Oh my god, this needs to be a book. <laughs> it's like a, it's an entire department from start to finish, and it needs to be written as a. Just like a real, like nonfiction. This is a real thing. Forget a book. This is our. The five of us are starting a let's play podcast set in this world. We all work for the Geopancy and Necropancy company. I would, I would walk around in just like this robe where you could not see my face all the way, and like I'd grow my beard super long, and I'd just be, I am the Necropancer, like. I, I want <laughs> And you open your robe and it's just like lazy clean <laughs> peroxide. Anything you need to clean shit out of pants. I like the idea of like a team of people showing up in a van to retrieve the pants and they get there, they're like, Nope. Call the necro pants. <laughs> these these pants are destroyed. <laughs> they're all in what this book repeatedly calls space suits. Never once has Matt. Always space, space suits. suits. Yeah, space suits that don't go anywhere near space. <laughs> can I tell you the worst? Oh, they just scene wear them until though? they make sloshy noises, and then you can have a new pair. Yes, Meg. Worst yes, scene. Meg. Please. The worst scene of this, to which I read to my roommates, and he might be pissed at me. He says he's not, but you know the slurping sound you make when you're trying to suck the last bit of milkshake through the straw <laughs> from the very bottom of your cup. <laughs> Well, to understand the sound of the milking center, you have to start with one kid's milkshake slurp and multiply that by a lot. I almost quit, guys. <laughs> Let me. Okay, having Jin, I, I was. I, I, I think we just went. Cows. I think we just went to the same place. But let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. That's a really bad gasket, right? All those, all those yeah. machines have defective gaskets. They're oh, doing yeah. it wrong, yeah. so wrong, and probably injuring those cows very badly. Yes. I just, but I don't understand how how that works. Like, try to imagine whatever this contraption is that's hooked up to the cows, right? That's making sucking noises because it's clearly hit the bottom of the cup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't because uh, those things that go on their udders go around their udders, not. Like into their udders. I, I I live in a world now where that is technical jargon in the cow milking community. When 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 it's it's time to quit, they've hit the bottom of the cup. <laughs> I mean, realistically, if you have a fake dairy farm, which for the record, if you have a fake dairy farm, why are you why are you allowing field trips? 
Thank you. Right? Thank you. Why are there kids in this building? But anyways, you're not going to have the best taking all the kids' fingerprints. Probably super fucking illegal. You're not going to have the best cows. Uh, like when I'm you're sure they're like funded hey. by the Department of Defense. <laughs> yeah, they can just why? confiscate the best cows. Yeah, no, but why? Right. Why have the best cows? That is not the point of this farm. I imagine it's a it's a damn good front. The, yeah, well, and and they Beyond probably are selling milk. And there's probably a guy there who's like trying to rationalize with everybody. Like, why are we making anthrax? We could just sell milk. Like, we run a successful milk company. So, do so, they? This brings me I, to I my next like fucking point, like by the way. Like, fucking, oh, this Jane Smith and her sh- sh- bullshit that she's over there spewing, by the way. <laughs> she's talking about how, like, oh, you can't have anybody bring anything into the cows. And then and then the, the fucking professor <laughs> corroborates yeah. her story and starts talking about how, like, cows can get fucking ugh. sorry i'm I mean, very mad about this sorry. Mad cow disease. yeah mad cow disease from humans no you fucking can't you can't even get it from eating muscle meat or drinking milk my dude <laughs> and it's two different things bovine spongiform encephalitis is different from Kreutzfeld okay fucking jake john johnson fucking whatever it is disease so this book <laughs> that you if only get truly- from eating brain matter if this book was truly written, what what podcast is during the time that it says it was? They didn't quite understand what Mad Cow because this was also the time when Oprah was like, "Don't eat beef," and like, beef we still don't, and we still don't know exactly. My point being, this guy, if I remember correctly, lives in England, so I mean, probably hasn't seen a cow. Let's be honest. Oh, they have lots of cows in England. But it's not like he had Wikipedia or, like, the internet to pull that's up and true. be like, what is mad cow disease? He probably was like, that's a hot topic right now. Mm-hmm. And we know that calling the CDC is not a thought that occurs to him. No, because he, I, if I remember correctly, like, he is Crucible American, Jacob but disease, hasn't sorry. lived in America for a long time. Didn't it start in England, mad cow disease? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Was it England? Because it's a whole thing on the West Wing about how there had never been an American case. That's why my roommate can't donate blood, apparently. That's something I learned tonight. Oh. While we're on the subject of not contacting the right uh, departments, it would not be the army that mobilized to help with flood relief. It would be the National Guard. Yeah, the National Guard, yeah. President Melvin would need the governor's permission to call them up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, well, damn this book for making me feel stupid because I'm like, wait, well, I thought it was the National Guard. Well, I guess this book's right. That's, that's, <laughs> that that's how I'm going. No, you guess this, this book is right? This book I don't know. has violated I just... the Posse Comitatus Act. <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry. It's another what? episode of West Wing. I feel the air like leaving my head while I'm reading. It might—it must sound like a, like a slowly deflating balloon to everybody else in my family. Oh, he's reading Humanomorphs again. You can tell because he's got that weird like stretch, shrinky face on one side. It's not kind of puckered still. It's slowly losing air. I just hear. Yeah. I feel like he tried to lean into the Animorphs body horror too when he tried to describe the the morph that wasn't a morph. I, I, that was also really weird to me. He like turned into the president and then zapped to the president. I don't know. I appreciate though that this 
kid that is probably four feet tall is suddenly over six feet, and he's like, mm, "I'm gonna need a minute to adjust to that." Like I feel my that's feet a very are too valid... far away. Yeah. <laughs> like if I looked down and my feet were suddenly far away, like that seems like the most ridiculous thing. But I think I would also be like, mm, "Hang on a second, what's going on?" Hold on, cabinet. I'm coming down from a bad trip, <laughs> and my feet are so far away. This table, really fucking big, too. So big, oh my god. (laughs) How am I so big? If you think the president's desk is big, you should see this table. Nobody looks at the president's desk and is like, "Mm, that's a big desk. You know what they say about presidents with big desks? They're using the one that the president had before them? This would have been funny if it was an entire chapter that was just about the desk. (laughs) Like the longest... The longest chapter in the book was just like this kid throwing out like, you know what, you know what, hold on, let me go get my tape measure. Hold on. This this table could fit. Describes his garage coming back with the rulers. Fifty-eight. Not fifty-nine. Not fifty-seven. Fifty fucking eight. And guess where I sat at this table? Not at the end. No. He demorphs, or whatever it is that he does. Unpossesses him, goes back to his regular body, grabs a tape measure, then re-inhabits the president. <laughs> Even how he describes the room. I'm in this room. It's it's round. It's not round. It's it's egg-shaped. There's an it's American in... eagle cut into the carpet. Is... <laughs> cool, bro. Is there an aeropostale, too? It is <laughs> almost oval shape. Why? Huh? I think I'm in the Oval Office. I was Could like, okay. Be? Is it you? Me? Am I the president? Over three and a half books that you can't write. Please don't start descriptive stuff now. No. Like, oh, and also, this kid is obsessed with presidents. Right? Like, he wouldn't immediately recognize every little thing in that room. This is this is the guy that owns that house, Alex. I thought about that, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> this $2 million house that looks legit and fine, and you're scrolling through the pictures, and everything's great, and then, like, did I just hold on? And you go back and you're like, yep, that is in fact the Oval Office in the middle of their $2 million mansion. Not the weirdest thing I've seen in a house, but still, it's just like, okay. Good for you. You simmed up your house. Okay. Just as a quick aside at work, we actually got to make the, the seal of the president in carpet for Camp David once. Nice. Also for the Hall of Presidents at Disney. That's nice. even cooler. <laughs> um, I've insured their plane. Every time I've gone to the Hall of Presidents, it's been closed because people keep vandalizing one of the presidents. Is it the one? That and I'm not like saying Hillary? that I'm excited and happy about that because uh, I do love the Hall of Presidents. But and let's be clear, Millard Fillmore has a fucking coming. <laughs> fucking coming, dude. He does. Did you ever have yeah. to do a report on presidents or anything? Yes. Which president was yours? George H.W. Bush. Mine okay. was William Howard Taft. Grover Cleveland, because I liked his name. I couldn't tell you if he was Republican or Democrat, but I can tell you that he is the reason why the tub is as large as it is now in the White House. Also the only president to sit in all three branches. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, that's legit the only fact I can tell you is that they have a large tub now. Yep. I was waiting for the tree joke that follows that. But, um Okay, so this kid... What? I'm only talking about Taft. You guys are are taking this podcast way too smart. (laughs) (laughs) 
We're on our sippy juice Hold tonight, on. bud. Give, We're drinking and overcompensating. I can name the dino. <laughs> give me a second, I, Chris. I'll, I'll bring it back. Maybe. I'll bring it back with this one. I want to um, hear some Dinobots. The beast. Here's my hot take. Beast Wars Transformers is the best Transformers. Do you I've never collect seen Beast these, Wars. Chris? Do we need to be like on the lookout? Because there's this new secondhand oh. like toy store that's opened up near the comic shop that is amazing. And like if you collect these, we can be on the lookout for you. Do you No, I I got the stuff I want, but thank okay. you. Do you remember Alex you when remember? you sent me an email about Transformers Funko Pops? Yes. The entire set arrived today. <gasps> um, nice. Yeah. Uh, so this kid, right, has pictures of presidents on his wall. And then he Specifically becomes... Mount Rushmore, George Washington, and Abraham Lincoln. Then he becomes the president, right? Yes. So by my SAT question logic, I have on my wall right now Captain Kirk and Malcolm Reynolds. I am going to become a space captain. Tim... You have spent your life as a space cadet. Nothing <laughs> would shock us more. No. If I I'm got sorry, promoted. Less. Nothing less. would shock us less. <laughs> that, that's going to sound to listeners like it was a goof. And like I meant to do that. Just embrace that feeling. I just want you to know, Tim, when you did that, I immediately had to look around my studio to see how, <laughs> what, what shape I was in. And it's bad because I have a giant poster of Labyrinth oh. with a very flamboyant David Bowie. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I could pull that off. My oh. walls are all superheroes. Yeah, I was going to say the like most cohesive art that I have would be Jen Bartel. I'm, I'm, My I'm biggest assuming... one is Night of the Living Dead. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so Jen's a zombie. We're going to hope that Chris Grind turns into Grimlock. Just because that seems to be a theme for today, and that's the one that I can name. Weak. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I don't even know how many Dinobots there were. Also, I want to watch Beast Wars now. I've never seen Beast Wars. How I'll, I'll be I honest. I've seen Beast Wars, and you have not. It was very, very early CGI, so that art is pretty rough. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I dug it. It was the only Beast Wars show I watched as a kid. Or only Transformers show I watched as a kid. The 1986 Transformers movie is one of the, the, one of the reasons I am who I am today. I didn't know that about you, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> was that a joke, Alex? Or... Yes. <laughs> okay. He made us watch it during movie night. I know. What was it? But I what still had to ask. What, what was the movie? The 1986 Transformers, Transformers movie. Oh, the animated oh, one? Oh, yeah, the good one. Oh, yeah. man, that shit's fire. The right? I've got the soundtrack. It's the best. That soundtrack slaps. Yep. It's just cheesy 80s at its best. At its, yes, yes. Plus, I was I was like 10, so that I was like the target audience uh, at that point. Same, same, and it destroyed me when Optimus died, but I, I still have Spoilers. a place in my heart for Rodimus Prime. <laughs> On Beast Wars, he's Maximus Prime. Beast Wars don't exist. <laughs> he was a gorilla on the show, but he was originally supposed to be like a bat, and I actually have the action figure of him as a bat, too. Oh, uh, now that's kind of cool. Bats are cool. No. I don't speak for all members of this podcast. No. See what's happening? We're bringing them around because now I have an Animorphs question. Okay. okay. 
Yes. So the, the Animorphs Transformer toys, like at what point, what point did that happen? Like, cause they're clearly part of like Beast Wars or something. Were they repurposed to be Animorphs characters or did they just create those along with them? And just, I, they, I was just curious. So I, I know on the TV show. I know because I bought these as a kid at the same time. They were not the same models or sculpts or anything like that as any of the Beast Wars toys. They were completely different. Uh, they did tend to work the same way. Um, I'm not sure they were in, they were even the same manufacturer, though. Um, I have facts. I plan on getting the rest of them. They're probably in a big Rubbermaid tub in my parents' attic with my Beast Wars Transformers, though. I was, uh, I don't know if you guys remember me. I, I don't know if I told you this or not, but, uh, like, a year before, well, probably almost a year before they announced the Animorphs graphic novels coming out, I bought a ton of those off eBay, and I was posting them on my Instagram and, and all kinds of stuff, on top of the books for the Animorphs, the original books and stuff, and just messing with everybody. <laughs> I couldn't. T- I couldn't talk about it, but I was like, I was trying to, you know. Hint, hint. Was, yeah. They are pretty terrible action figures, though. Yeah, they are. They're not good. No. Like th- when you morph them into humans, they are pure nightmare fuel. <laughs> <laughs> weren't they like fast food toys? They weren't sold on their own, were they? No. no. There were fast food toys. You are yeah. right that there were. Mm-hmm. Those I would argue are actually less horrific. Yes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um there were also though like you go buy them, they're hanging in those, you know, cardboard cards with the plastic oh, in got... front of them action fi- or here. Big cardboard boxes that the Andalites tended to come in big boxes. I, I don't know like, if you can switch to yes. my screen, but there's the X right there. And the X is one of the better looking ones. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the, the, why it's the one that I have. There. That's why I was wondering if they had maybe just been repurposed, you know, given no. a new a new sculpt on the head and no. just redone because they're so bad. The, the, the Transformers, trans, the Beast Wars Transformers were much like better concept in terms of execution and how they looked as toys, the the Animorph ones, the humans, for the most part, look like they go from animal to stage three, maybe stage two of the morph, if they're really lucky, like, based on the cover art. They never go all the way to human. Like, Rachel has a beard, because she morphs into a lion. <laughs> That's how I'm going to start drawing her now. Yes. <laughs> With a beard. I support this as Just... long as as long as Tobias keeps his uh, puppet. <laughs> oh. I did that as a joke, and that got more likes than anything I've ever it's ever so posted good. ever. <laughs> I saw K. A. Applegate liked one of them the other day, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry. If, if if Tobias and Puppet doesn't get his own little spinoff comic. It's a terrible way. I feel bad because in, in some ways I'm making fun of like his his mental health at that point, you know, and, and uh, I don't want anybody to take it the wrong way. No, like it's a you meta know? thing. It's, yeah. it's out of figuring out how to do a book about a bird who is in his head a lot. Yeah, yeah I think thankfully this fandom is not as inherently toxic as most. 
Yeah. I wanted to, I, I, I really appreciated uh, a couple people were outraged that I had the, the puppet on the end of his wing oh, yeah. instead of on his talon <laughs> where he'd actually be able to use it. Which, which means I'll never now put it on. <laughs> yes. Just solidified it as the end of the wing. Well, I think we had that debate on one of our first episodes about how Tobias wrote the book and I didn't know he was ever going to go back to human at the time. So everybody humored me with this great conversation about how would Tobias actually write this book. Do you like wake up in the middle of the night in like cold sweat and you're like, man, the things I said before I knew. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go out on a limb. Hey, Hey, Tim, can I guess? Yeah. No. No. I'll, I'll be honest. It wasn't until right now. Like I knew that I had said that. It wasn't until right now that I thought about how stupid of a comment <laughs> that is. It was fun and a yeah. great comment, oh. given that you didn't know what was coming. Yeah. The idea of Tobias pecking out keys on the computer with his beak. And all three of you just like, uh, he doesn't know. It was actually everybody who was listening. <laughs> <laughs> everybody can not just yeah, the you're three right. you're right people. does it make it better or worse way worse <laughs> way worse that was my favorite that's my favorite part of the of the show was the the, the horror uh, we've talked about this before uh, okay tim it's time for you to predict what happens next <laughs> and you guys just let him go it's like so mean that said no. tim did predict the events of this book correctly uh, what that says about him, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing good. Nothing good. Oh, speaking of predictions, man. Alex, you you were so smart to change your vote. You son of a bitch. I don't even remember the vote. On our got milk count. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was honestly, about every three pages, I was like, nope, still hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I needed to hit two. <laughs> I needed to hit two. And it still hasn't happened yet. Uh, zero. Literally yeah. zero. I am yeah. so, so mad. Should I tell my middle school got milk trauma story? Yes. I think you have this, to. Feel like, this podcast, even if we say yes. No, going to, so. <laughs> so, I ran for student council many times in my, my elementary and middle school career. I gave up by high school. I had learned my lesson after this. This was probably, it was definitely eighth grade, in fact. Um... I let my father convince me that what what I needed was a slogan, got Alex, and that in these early days of Photoshop, it would be a good idea for him to Photoshop a milk mustache onto my face. And, well, I did not win election, but if... I did not win the election, but if we were going for most mimetic campaign, it, it... would be mine, I guess, for getting the entire school chanting, not milk, not milk, whenever I walked in the oh, room. Oh, no. I'm so sorry, oh. honey. Yeah, I know I would have been one of those kids, too. I'm so you, sorry. You are all allowed to laugh. I am telling this story because I, I, I can laugh at it. You know that there's somebody out there who has had a terrible life post your school time. And they'd think back on that just every now and then, and they're like, you know what? That was really funny. I hate it for him, but, like, that was really funny. Hey, any kids listening to this podcast, like, it could be worse. And 
even if it couldn't, it gets better. Eventually, <laughs> people will stop laughing about your father's ill-conceived campaign that made it look like you had jizz on your face in the eighth grade. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that, because I'm like, eh. <laughs> We'll see how current events shake out on that one. But okay. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I, I don't love the Got Milk campaign in the same way most people do. Other than being the prequel to Hamilton, like, I'm okay forgetting it. Is there anything else about this book that we want to discuss? <laughs> no. Was there really anything no. about this book that we wanted to discuss in the first place? Yes. I'm actually kind of excited to discuss how uh, our predictions for the next book because that cover is fantastic. Oh, I gotta, the next I one grab my book. is what called is the next one? Blasting Into the Past. Let me grab my book real quick. Don't I don't I need to do animal trivia before we predict? Oh. Okay. That's about a good point. animal trivia. I guess. I'll be good. I uh I actually wish I had segued out of Tim's whole bird pecking out stories thing for this, because a conversation with Meg yesterday reminded me that I recently wound up watching an arc of the Ghost Rider TV show from most oh, yeah. of our childhoods. Called Night of the Cockatoo. Can I just say, you which... sent me all these text messages. I was in a meeting and had to apologize. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then I was like, I wasn't mad because I was like, I mean, I text the exact same way. But I just was like, I, I, I will put my phone on silent. I am so sorry, guys. I am so sorry. You're fine. You're um, fine. I've worked from home for years <laughs> now. I forget that people go into meetings. You're fine. I love it so much that it was... Just an urgent attack of texts about Ghost Rider. It's a valid. Oh. It was valid. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's totally, I yeah. I love that. So there's, there's, the, it's actually the, the second to last arc of the show before the fever dream that is the last arc, uh, in which Gabby, while searching for cans for a school recycling drive, finds a cockatoo in a dumpster. I'm convinced the first draft of this script must have been a toucan. Um, and this was a very specific kind of cockatoo. It was a palm cockatoo. And it was credited along with, in fact, above most of the human guest actors in this episode, which included the band that sings the theme to Cops. And this cockatoo's name was Midnight. And I thought, well, okay, how many stunt palm cockatoos named Midnight could there possibly be working? The answer is just the one. And after being on the show promoting children's literacy, uh, a woman named Jin in Florida adopted this bird and taught it to recognize words. This bird that was on Ghost Rider learned to read. That only seems appropriate. And it would pick the words by like pecking at them on oh. <laughs> the flashcard or the page or whatever. Like she would read it books and have it identify the sentences she had read. Oh, that's awesome. Or call out words and hold up two flashcards and it would poke the words she had read. Anyway, it died a couple of years ago and that part's sad. <laughs> sad. You didn't tell me that part. I'm kind of glad. Yeah. This also leads to the videos that I send you of dogs hitting buttons. 
Well, yes. Well, that's what started. I sent you that's a TikTok right. of a that's dog. Right. Yes. And I sent you one back. Yeah. And I was like, you think that dog school? Look at this bird. <laughs> <laughs> it was on Ghost Rider and it can read. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's it. Check out this cool cockatoo. Alex will drop the YouTube link somewhere. If I remind him. All right, the next one is called Blasting into the Past. Okay, now I'm going to grab my cover. This cover may be the hottest mess. <laughs> I have a vague oh, idea Jesus. about it, but I do have a prediction as well. There are so many bongs on this cover. That's what so I many, said. But it does have the most pleasing color scheme outside of the little little art. And art Abraham picture. Lincoln's Did back in this one. Barnes? What? <laughs> I like the in-between morph between Abraham Lincoln and the kid. Hey. Okay. <laughs> I think these kids might be doing drugs. You think? Yeah. <laughs> Tim just sat back down. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. This one is just about them getting high. Yeah. Like, okay. there are at least six bongs on this cover, and you know they spend half the book just watching the pendulum on this grandfather clock <laughs> swing back and forth. But it, the other thing is, I can I can guarantee you, there will not be proper morphing in this book. You don't consider is, if time travel is involved that it is proper morphing? Uh, no. I have a follow-up what question. Is they... improper morphing anything like improper dancing? What if they go back in time as child and then morph into? Okay, no, that would be morphing. Okay. But I don't see that happening. I think what's going to happen is they're going to eat some mousetrap cheese and drink some lye and then... We're going to see my, then... my dude, my ice cream man, come back? Yeah. And then Do you Uncle... think the Dark Leaper will be in this one? <laughs> oh, I hope so. Uncle Policeman Jack. Postman. So I know what the back um, of the cover of this one says, and so I am convinced that they're going to go back and try to stop Judas. What? One of them is related to Judas. So the back well, cover, I mean, just once you read the back cover, it kind of makes sense. Read, oh, the okay. first paragraph, the first paragraph on the back cover is the best. Can you just read that out loud? Before we do, we need to make some predictions. Well, I, oh, when I, I look did. at this, okay, but with, with, without the Judas part, when I look at this, I see them, one of them turning into Caesar, mm -hmm. who was famously killed. Yes. And then one of them turning into Abe Lincoln, mm -hmm. who was famously killed. So this does seem very much like a, a Quantum Leap episode. They're going like, to go try and save some people. They're going to go try to stop all these historical assassins, right? Yes, that's, yes. that's what I got out I'm of this I'm convinced one. that they're one of them is related to a bunch of like assassins, if you want to go with, and it's going to lead back to Judas. And I, and, um, I think the kids are so high <laughs> that the kid, the kid on the left is like, dang, man, look at my watch. It's... It's so tiny. It's like, oh man, and look at your hand. It's doing something weird. It doesn't look like it works right. What's wrong with your hand? Why is your face so curvy? The, yeah. the, the, the guy on the right does have sort of an abstract face happening too. <laughs> like, oh, he's a couple of, Boy, he's a sure couple of lines away from Bernica. 
awesome, Tim. That's the best thing I've heard all day. It might be the meanest thing <laughs> that I will ever say to somebody in the future. And I will say it. <laughs> Tim's negging game is on point. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> you must have been painted by the masters, because you look like a Picasso. <laughs> Nothing is symmetrical. The middle uh, uh, face between Lincoln and, and <laughs> abstract face. I keep seeing no. one of the guys f- from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia there. <laughs> like, that's the face I that I see. Eric Estrada. But... <laughs> <laughs> he was just it's... in the episode of The Nanny I watched. Wait, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe this is young John and young Ponch. <laughs> oh, Yeah. This is before they got into the law. The, it's a Chips little, prequel. <laughs> it's a Chips prequel. Mm. <laughs> and sequel, simultaneously. Yeah. Are you ready for the back cover? Yeah. I think yes, so. Yes, yes. Something terrible is happening to Benjamin's family. At first, it almost it's almost too subtle to notice. His mother just doesn't look as attractive as usual. <laughs> and his father... <laughs> How about his cousin Rachel? <laughs> his father say, looks mean. He, he picked the wrong part of Animorphs to try and rip off here. <laughs> oh, fuck you guys. Oh my god, he's gonna morph into Oedipus. The situation gets worse. Well, his dad just looks mean. The situation gets worse. Family members get sicker and sicker. Terrified, they consult every doctor they can, but no one has any idea what is causing the mysterious illness. The only way to save Benjamin's family is to go back in time and undo a an evil deed done by a member of Benjamin's family many, many generations ago. Thus, Judas. Benjamin and his friend morph into famous figures from the past. The boys go deeper and deeper into the centuries long gone, becoming such renowned men as Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, Julius Caesar, and Mark Anthony as they race against the clock to save Benjamin's family. It, they yeah, turn into yeah, the guy that's married Judas. to Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what kind of illness? I don't think they're still married. Would make a woman look less attractive <laughs> as usual, and a father look mean. So apparently, she suddenly looks 150 years old. <laughs> that's so she reverse Benjamin buttons, but really quickly. She crypt so keepers. Now, so she crypt keepers. She, she's my father. Well, that's why dad's mad. <laughs> that's why he looks mean all the time now. Oh, I hate him. His wife did crypt keeper on him. She, and... she doesn't come down with a case of the abstract face. <laughs> yeah. So, so this I, makes uh... me sad because my family has like, I don't know, this fucked up gene where we hit 40 and then all of a sudden we look 80. Um <laughs> I'm I'm getting there. Like I'm I'm getting close to it. <laughs> so this fucking twelve year old face that I got's gonna someday look like a fucking ninety year old just overnight. I am starting to realize that like the one theme that you can carry across these books is that it is a child who is likely an only child who is so nerdy slash un- insufferable that they only have one friend. Mm. This cover was giving me such uh, strong. Uh, how do I say this in today and not in 1995 when it was a good movie? 
Well, while you think about it, I want to recognize that Oedipus joke you made a few minutes ago because it was very good and no one called it out. Thank you. No, if because his mom, I'm vamping for time for you. If his mom doesn't swallow coals, then I'm done. Um, if he doesn't blind himself. Yeah. The Native American in the cupboard? Uh. Uh, <laughs> he's giving me strong vibes for that movie, uh, which I I mean, if you're trying to be as correct, I do believe it is now First Nation or Indigenous First people. Nation. There you but go. But I think you can yeah. also say Indian in the cupboard because that was uh, the title of the book. I know, but I don't movie. like it. That's that's fair. I absolutely... You mean the children's book about reducing an entire people to action figures? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Um, I was a child. I didn't know better. I hate myself for it. Thank you. No, Same no, no, no. If, if nothing else, I absolutely enjoyed the dance you did around it. Trying to work it out? I appreciate that. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I hated it. And now I have panic attack. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to go change my pants. Necropancy. This episode brought to you by Geopancing. It's funny <laughs> until it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what color are we doing here? We're doing like a neon pink. Mm-hmm. Is that and then a purple letters? Doesn't I'd it? call it indigo. Yeah, In- indigo. Okay. The uh, hard to look blue. The evil alien kids still look evil and alien. I like how on the back there is so little contrast between the color of their faces and the line work in their faces. Yeah, that they look extra sinister. Yeah, they're always going to remind me of the cherubs from the haunting. Oh, shit. I think of the Stepford Cuckoos from X-Men. They don't scare me as much as the cherubs from The Haunting. That's fair. Oh, yeah. They're going to look get one look inside this brain and go, mm, nope. We don't want to go there. So, we're two-thirds of the way through this series. Thank God. The Thank bad God. news is... We're only two thirds of the way through this series. I'm, I'm, I'm having a really hard time putting together that through line too. So, I don't know about you guys, but in where I live, there's a lots of those little, uh, little libraries that people set up in like neighborhoods and stuff yeah. and at schools. I'm taking all these, and I've got like <laughs> six more full sets. Each one of these is going to get a full set of humanomorphs. I, nice. I mean this in the, the, the. <laughs> Kindest way possible because recording this with you has been a delight. I hope you are prosecuted to the full. <laughs> I hope they throw every one of these books back at you. I'm just trying to spread the love. And also, they won't know who did it. This is true. As long as you're wearing gloves, because I'm sure your fingerprints can still be on these. <laughs> and because you want to keep your hands soft. It would be you and like one other. <laughs> oh, gross. Okay. No love, no love. I want to send someone my copies of these books, which, oh, by the way, I am being the this. biggest monster on the face of the planet, um, and dog earing and writing on them. <laughs> um, I'm I'm annotating these. The so annotated humanomorphs. If you would like my annotated humanomorphs, you just have to tweet at me, and I will pay to send them to you. You the can have giveaway. them. I spent. I spent $80 on these. I don't want to fucking talk about it, okay? You are 
eighty. Oh my god! I, I would have sent you a set. <laughs> I was trying to be sneaky. Like 10, it was eighty dollars worth of sneak. <laughs> it was worth it. It's fine. All right. <laughs> See, this is insult to injury. Chris can't give them away, <laughs> but Jenna spent eighty dollars on them. <laughs> Offering to give him away sounds like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you don't chill out, I'm going to give you humanomorphs. Make you read them. In our next giveaway, if we do another giveaway, we can have first pl- first prize, second place, third place again. But we should also have last place. <laughs> Door prize is annotated humanomorphs. I, this I, is I, the whammy, the zonk, the whatever <laughs> you want to call it. I, I, I love the concept that there could be a contest in which you could win a set of Humanomorphs books that have been sighed at by Chris. <laughs> yes. Like he just takes them yes. before he puts them in the mailbox and just goes, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Remark all the cover art. <laughs> yeah, me, I've clearly tried to draw over the art on the cover. <laughs> trying to fix it. How would you do this cover, Chris, of book four? Oh my god, this is just I don't get it, but you There's know, kind I'm of thinking... a dick and balls hidden here, huh? Oh, Sorry. Oh yeah, no, that's that's there. Yeah. <laughs> it's so obvious once you point it. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Sorry, how are you saying you would fix this? Transfixed. No, I, I wasn't saying that. I was just looking at all, like, the bongs and... I was talking uh, about number four, the one we actually read. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I... <laughs> Still yeah. slightly phallic. Like, just tailor the president's jacket would be the first, <laughs> the first step on that one. And either make it black or blue. This, like, slight gray is not a color. Yeah, figure it out. Are we talking about book four cover now? Yes, that's what I said. We haven't read five yet. I know, but we get caught up on that crap. Sorry. (laughs) Now, this one, the guy jacket, looks like his head is a hanger. That's how it's hanging on him. Uh, Oh, no, that... It's like... Yep. You're not Actually, now I kind of want a hanger that's just this guy's head. (laughs) You could probably actually get that. I probably could. I think all you have to do is hang a suit jacket from a face jug and you're there. <laughs> I did notice I'm gonna something. Do that. Here. I'm going to do that. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm going to go do that. That's that. So you see where he's morphed into the president guy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goes straight up above that ledge. Is that a leg? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So, so how big was this illustration? And thank God they cropped it. But I mean, what if it's like, how, right. is there more? It's what an if illustration a... of something that they like very clearly said wasn't happening. There was no people. They saw right. no people. There were no employees. And right. yet. And compositionally, why would you just put a foot in, in no, part of shin? I believe that that is the president's foot. <laughs> and he's standing in a portal. <laughs> Yes. That leads to just yes. slightly above him. It's it's like an old video game. He's actually yep. screen wrapping. <laughs> yep. Hold on. And, and an now, I really want my Twitter picture to be just a jacket around a face jug. <laughs> Jen will get you the hookup, I'm sure. I can do this for you. You want tie? No tie. 
Oh, absolutely. Bow tie? It's a f- f- Looney Tunes yeah. tie. <laughs> Bolo tie. Formal face I joke. have those too, Alex. I, I know. <laughs> okay. Fact, I want to take all the 1920s gear that I wore to judging book covers that nobody else wore with me, even though they told me we were dressing Pilgrim up for the podcast. Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. My Pilgrim 1920s. Undertaker outfit. <laughs> and just put it on a face jug. Send it to me. <laughs> all right. And who's got what to promote? No one. Wow, guys. All right. Cool. None of us want our brands associated with this. (laughs) Uh, I mean, oh, this is nothing. You can go listen to Botched. 70 episodes in, your brand is associated. (laughs) (laughs) You're not getting out now. Uh, There's always panelology. We may be having a special guest in the next episode. I wonder who that could be. It it was really cool to actually see uh, Secrets of Camp whatever in store. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't even seen it in store yet. I mean, I just, I'm one of those people that doesn't ever leave my house. I wanted to see if they had still water. And then I was like, oh yeah, this came out today. I'm very excited. So yeah, it was really cool. Awesome. If it was my old shop, I would have made a little card and been like, read this book. But I don't know my new comic shop enough to do that. I've had a few people uh, message me and with kids who just who loved it. And so that that to me is like, I just I win, you know, and if the kids like it, that's all I kind of care about. Yeah. I mean, I want everybody to like it, but, you know. I liked it. I don't and know if that counts Tim as a kid, kid liking yeah. it. Yeah, I was about to say that should count for at least half a kid or something. I don't know. <laughs> Not sure how the math works. What is this metric? <laughs> I I do not think this is the point in the episode where we need to try to do relational math. <laughs> no. Um. Do you want to talk about judging book covers, Meg, or you want me to do it? You can go right ahead. Hey, judging book covers. Hit I'm leaving that episode. entire conversation until <laughs> <laughs> that very awkward day. Like that's hey. not fucking getting cut now. Uh, judging book covers had its 100th episode and ollie was on it and ollie is really funny and i dressed up like a pilgrim undertaker yes you did and and congratulations meg on 100 episodes yes it's beautiful thank you how many how many podcasts do you do 87 two (laughs) i have one in the works um and i have two that are one is completely defunct, and the other is on a long hiatus. Oh. So, yeah. I love podcasts. They're fun. All right. Is that all we've got for this? I want to start a band called the Defunct All-Stars. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just putting that out there. The Rolling Stones already exist, Tim. <laughs> all right. Motley Crue still tours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my show notes up, but cool. We'd like to thank Rad Spinks because he created our show art, and he's awesome, so go check out his art. Uh, you can find us at Minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're currently doing Morph Madness, which will be done by the time this comes out. But you can go back and look and see the progression as we pick the top Animorphs book. We are currently at the final four. Peep those social meds. Sure. <laughs> you did that just to get at me. That was a poke yep. at me. Yep. Um, 
join our Discord. It's a lot of fun. And go listen to Sporadic Phantoms. And that's all I've got. Questions, comments, or love letters through the form on our website. Nobody is listening to these episodes, let's be honest. It has so many questions at this point. No, I'm just kidding. People are definitely listening because someone like definitely pointed out that this was made in 2000. I was like, yeah, I think we said that like seven times in the episode because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I've been Megan. My name was Melvin. I was Melvin. I was Melvin also. I am the Jenna formerly known as Melvin. So four Melvins and a Megan walk into a bar. Is that really how you're ending this podcast? <laughs> I thought Alex had to do a line. Oh, I do. Don't I? <laughs> yeah. yeah, really get this shit ripping. <laughs> Somebody say, wait, wait a minute. Hey, hang on. <laughs> That's not what I mean by line, Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Somebody say when. When. Megan's like, when, God I damn whispered it, when. in a firm, leader like kind of way. <laughs> All right. Uh, until then we fight.